0: Hey there, Stephen Brad. It's your old pal, the General Douglas Arthur, hailing in from upstate New York. I just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge the incredible accomplishment that is 600 episodes of Stuck in the 80s. Um, I discovered the show fairly early on when you interviewed Stan Ridgway, and I haven't looked back. Stuck in the 80s has been a constant in a life filled with turmoil these last 15 years or so. I've made some great friends and have had a lot of laughs along the way. The cast of characters on the show has changed over the years from Gina, Sean, and Kathy to semi-regulars like Steve Persall and Stephanie Hayes to regular listeners like myself who've appeared as special guests on the show like uh, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, base note carol she's a beauty jansen jen with one n dave augie august and jeff johnston who is no longer in cuba um and finally uh there's brad who made the ultimate jump from fan to co-host and carrying the torch for devo fans everywhere now we may not all be devo but we are all definitely stuck in the 80s so here's to 600 more This is your longtime fan, Douglas the General Arthur, signing off.
1: Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Uh And the technology.
2: Are you telling me you built a time machine? with DeLorean?
1: Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say
2: stuck
1: in
2: the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your pals Spearsy and Brad in L.A., and today we examine four new songs from our old friends in the 80s. Kirk,
3: you're still
1: alive, my old friend. Still
3: old friend. Stuck in the 80s is now listener-supported via Patreon. Join us for VIP Zoom happy hours and more when you join at patreon.com slash the 80 podcast. Hell, join us as a patron this week and join our happy hour this coming weekend. Actually, join right now and Spearsy will come over to your place tonight and reorganize your liquor cabinet alphabetically, by color, by bottle size, by bottle shape, whatever you like. Just don't give him any beer. Makes him gassy.
2: Operators are standing by. Hey, gang, it's been a while. What's everyone up and up to? Brad, you've been out of town for like an entire month. Where have you been? It seemed like it was a
3: nice break. Um, We went to Napa, California, for a long weekend with some friends with a Kind of a long-planned, when everyone's vaccinated, let's go do something fun. Yeah. All these wines are very old. I purchased them to make certain that they were cared for properly. So you got a lot of wine to drink. You can't drink them, Freddie. They're far too valuable. So you
2: sell them.
3: I'd never sell them. They mean too much to me. Last weekend, we were in Massachusetts for my son's college graduation, which was amazing.
2: Oh, my God.
3: Are we that old? yes we are yes we
2: are we (laughs) we march onward as time does i i remember teasing you like he was there for just four years right yeah i I remember teasing you on the podcast when he went off to school with the howard jones song you know soon we'll go or soon you'll go soon you'll go yeah yeah yeah. the howard jones song about his daughter going off to college and i remember that used to make you weepy but now i mean it's (laughs) well you sent it to
3: me the other like right before we left you said to him, like dude he went. He's gone. He ain't coming back. <laughs> like, I don't even know why his posters are still up in his room next door here. I just like, you know,
2: he's gone. I wonder how long that'll take. How long did it take for you to, like, have all your posters and stuff removed from your bedroom uh, after you, you know?
3: Had... Well, consider that my parents moved back to Oklahoma while I was in college.
2: Oh, I didn't know that.
3: So I never had, a you know, so my, my bedroom, such as it was, kind of vanished right before my senior year in college. How about you? Is your is your still there?
2: No, my parents moved. I think the same year, right after I graduated. Okay, they downsized and moved to a uh, neighborhood that was in the same district as the school that I had gone to—the the high school, Countryside okay. High School—because mm-hmm. um, where we had lived had been rezoned for a lesser school. So they moved to from a, I guess we were in a three bedroom tube to, to a to a two bedroom. And, of course, my parents had a room and my sister had a room. I didn't have a room anymore. Where am I sleeping? Sofa city, sweetheart. They turned the garage into my room. Honestly, oh, so you were like the Fonz. Yeah. So they oh, wait. No, the Fonz lived over the garage. The, over the garage. That would have been cooler. They enclosed the garage, and half of it was my dad's office, and the other half was this little like tomb-like room <laughs> that had no central air conditioning. I had I had a wall unit there, and and I'd say window unit, but there was no window. It was Spearcy's a wall unit. House. It was it was like a crypt, right outside the crypt doors. My mom had her washer and dryer which she would start up in the morning every morning it's 7 (laughs) a.m
3: oh my gosh i'm dying that's amazing
2: so uh yeah my my bedroom my high school bedroom it just it just disappeared on me as soon as my back was turned it exists only in your memories it does (laughs) i I feel like we've
3: buried the lead a little here though steve uh when last we spoke which again as you say seems like about a month and a half ago yeah you say you were taking dance lessons yeah,
2: yeah. So
3: that was like oh, you got your left and right figured out. Do you have the, the big L and the big
2: R on your shoes? No. Um we, we actually do go to Arthur Murray here in Winter Park. That's awesome. And that just been... makes me happy. <laughs> I, I don't I just love that. I it's fantastic. We go, we have um half hour lessons and they they've taught us so far the rumba, which I guess is the basic slow dance move. I thought the white man chicken scratcher was the slow dance move. It's still probably in the form of a rumba though. Oh, Cause, okay. Cuz there's there's some there's some latin dance that we're doing too, but it's it's the same same basic this, form. Same basic form except for you sort of march in place. So, oh, okay. Like so, a cha-cha? Kind of like I'll a cha-cha but, cha-cha, cha-cha, but it's cha-cha. like maybe it's the merengue. I, I'm not sure. Oh, you should watch my blue heaven if you want to learn the merengue. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so we go and they play they play the song that will be our song at the wedding and we we literally, we have learned to do the, to dance around. And so the first episode was just learning the rumba. The second one was being able to move around in a circle with the rumba mm-hmm. and to spinner once. A flourish or two. Nice. nice. So that's I, where we're yeah, at. This is fantastic. This is yeah. so good. I was looking forward to it, but I also had a healthy sense of skepticism. Like, am I really going to sure. enjoy this? I really do enjoy it. And what's, what's, what's really freaky is that the, the woman who's teaching us, Brooke, <laughs> She's been listening to our podcast. What? So, yeah. Oh dear. We, we had told her about it, and so the second time we came in to see her, she's like, "Oh, I just listened to the, the close but no cigar hits from 1986. That Williams guy's full of. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. That's but, funny. Uh, Katie and I took a dance
3: class. Oh gosh, like like a park and rec city dance class, and we learned like I don't know five or six different steps over the course of eight weeks. But the problem with that was katie wants to lead oh (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like okay uh, you know am i dancing backwards or you dance backwards i just need to know like
2: it's not a big deal i just i think we got that part down good good so that's what i was worried about that too i know you lead and you and you and you leave with the left and you go counterclockwise and you and you hold them in the back like you hold them in the front yeah So that's how that's (laughs) That's a visual (laughs) joke. Sorry, folks. (laughs) I'm watching Brad on video, so it was pretty entertaining on my end. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, so what are we doing here today, Steve? What's going on? It's been a while. I thought we'd kind of get our feet wet again with with an easy topic. I have noticed lately that many of the bands that we love from the '80s have new music out.
3: They've been doing some work
2: with their free time for the
3: last year. (laughs) Yeah, right.
2: You'd think there'd be a lot more, to be honest. But I guess yeah.
3: You know, still not the people, easiest thing in the world. Yeah, people are reacting to the pandemic in
2: different ways. Yes, we all are. <laughs> Hence the the jokes about the liquor cabinet. So, here's what we've done: we we've, we've done these shows before. We we don't do them too often because there's there, these bands don't aren't as pro- prolific as they once were. Yeah, we have four songs from four bands, uh, maybe more, and. We will talk about them. We're just real quickly, we're not going to give you the whole history of these bands. You know them all pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there are any on here that you aren't <laughs> like, who's that again? Yeah. And and uh, we'll give you our opinion. I, I think I think all four of these are, are – well, three of the four are pretty strong. <laughs> we'll save the oddball one for last. And, th- and then after that, we have some nice uh, letters from, from people who are congratulating us on reaching the 600-show milestone. You heard from Doug Arthur before the show started with his audio greeting. We have another audio greeting coming up and a, and a nice letter from uh, Lynn with uh, Three ends in Nebraska. We'll, ha- we'll catch you up with some seggies. We'll have some 80s obsessions. I'm sure there'll be a couple um, meanderings into left field. Mm. It is baseball season after all. Yeah, I'm drinking Gatorade, not green tea today, so I can't vouch for my energy level as this goes on. Don't but. worry, folks.
3: I've got a car battery standing by if we need to zap him up a little.
2: Let's get started with the song that everyone's talking about. This is Invisible from Duran Duran. Well,
3: think Brad provisionally I like it. there are some things that I'm not super thrilled about but you know that's okay I I honestly I I listened to this I listened to all the songs we're going to talk about this morning while I was running which is a really good time for me to listen because I don't have anything else to do really my it's not like I'm listening while I'm doing something on my computer so I really kind of focus on it and it's got the sound and I love the fact that Duran Duran and you and I may differ on this but I love the fact that Duran Duran are just kind of pushing forward. They're looking for new things. This definitely has a little bit of the, maybe a little bit of the paper gods smell to it. And it's, I mean, it's definitely well produced. It sounds good. My one problem with it, I feel like it needs to be about 10 beats a minute faster. It just needs to be a little quicker for me. (laughs) And maybe that, again, maybe this is just where they're at with the pandemic and like it's a little bit more of a down-tempo thing. And
2: I get that, but I want it a little faster. Let me, let me ask you this, because this is killing me. Ever since you said you, you listen to this while you're running because you have nothing else to think about. I I would worry about that myself. If I were running, which I don't do. <laughs> I'll, I'll right now, I do not run. I, I walk with purpose. But striding I, I, purposefully to the future. I would worry I wouldn't hear car horns or notice road signs or stop signs or oh, traffic lights. Uh, sure. Well, okay, look, I'm running on
3: running trails which have bicycles and runners and walkers people with their dogs and stuff so i have my headphones on but i they're not like closed ear they're open ear so i can hear what's going on around me and i i stay in my lane always stay in your lane people stay in my lane and i just kind of keep my head i just just there's not a lot of other stuff to distract me i guess and i'm running on trails i'm very familiar with especially after the last year where i have basically run a groove in the asphalt the the course i run so you know
2: Okay, I, I, I'm
3: satisfied. I, that your I, safety is is
2: being looked after.
3: I I do look after myself. If I'm there's a couple of stretches where it's hard to uh, avoid the traffic, and then I turn the
2: music off with the little clicker on the side of my head. Oh my anyway, god, this is fascinating! You really I thought it through. I, I I thought I was gonna gonna have you on this one, but you I really don't want to die, man. I don't want to die.
3: Okay, Especially so not out
2: jogging. How <laughs> pathetic is that? Oh,
3: he went out for a run and he died. What an yeah. idiot!
2: So, in case you're wondering what I think about this, I. I, I agree with you. I'm I'm okay with Duran Duran like continuing to evolve. I think what I like about Duran Duran and their new music is that it evolves in the direction that they already kind of established. They they're not trying to be hip hop now, they're not trying to be Right. Some they're not you know
3: synth wave band right. now or something. Yeah. It still sounds like Duran Duran.
2: It's the continuation of their path. You know, it's not going back, it's not it's not Rio, it's not Seven and the Ragged Tiger. But it, it's it's interesting. What I find, like you, I just there's a beat to it that I'm just not. I'm either half a step too slow or or half a step too fast when I listen to the song. Yeah,
3: I, I hate to be the A and R man, but I don't hear a single. This yeah. needs to be a little. I need something a little snappy.
0: I want something peppy, something happy, something up tempo. I want something snappy.
2: Well, the album is coming out in October, October twenty second, which would be, by the way. For really hardcore fans in the podcast would know that October 22nd is the anniversary, or this year will be the 40th anniversary of the very first concert I ever saw. October 22nd, 1981, uh, Journey Escape Tour. Huh. I think. I think I believe that was 1981. I'm going to st- stay up. Let's on. just say it is. Let's yeah. just say it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. Anybody who
3: disagrees with us, speak now.
2: Okay, I guess we're right. Only reason I remember that. Only reason I remember that. Hey, it's my mom's birthday. That's not the reason I remember that. The day of that concert, I also had to go to a dermatologist for the first time. And Nobody's first visit to a dermatologist is ever a good thing, especially yeah, in the, the 80s. they come
3: at you with the eyedropper. Just, just still. <laughs> Maybe that was just my experience. No. Came at me with a needle. I'm like. Now, are we really doing this? I saw this <laughs> on too, and it didn't look good. <laughs> no.
2: So the album's going to be called Future Past, which I think is a great name for an album. It is. It's the first album since 2015's Paper Gods, which had the song uh Pressure Off, which you know, uh.
3: Yeah, I I saw that tour actually. Um You liked it. it was- I did. I actually I like that album. I don't like it as well as the previous new album. All you need is now. That's fantastic. all you need is now is so good, and to me feels like not to talk about Duran Duran for hours. Although we could, feels like so much of a sequel to Rio. Like I could yes. draw, or maybe not just Rio, but a sequel to some of their bigger hits. Like I could right. draw lines between songs that I thought was really clever, whether they meant it or not. Who knows?
2: Speaking of Rio, did you know that there's a new book out about Rio? It's, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I have it. I just downloaded. it. I haven't read it all yet. I just started reading it. It's called Duran Duran's Rio. It's um, from author uh, Annie Zaleski. I'm hoping to get her on the show soon to talk about it. Oh, so. that'd be nice. It's in the thirty three and a third series. It is. right. It is. Yeah,
3: I read the, the the. I have the one for Freedom of Choice, which is really interesting. I, I, all the all of the ones I've seen for that series have been really well well put together, and you know, there's a lot to learn there.
2: If you're, if you're really curious about Invisible, by the way, the, the, the song, there's a video that they released. And it's oh. pretty, pretty effing weird. I mean, says the 53-year-old man, you know, drinking Gatorade. It is. It looks like something that
3: from a dream sequence from Twin Peaks. Yes.
2: Apparently, it was uh, created by an artificial intelligence system called Huxley. Hmm. Well,
3: Atlas Huxley wasn't exactly the most upbeat and cheerful of writers. Yeah.
2: So, so we'll we'll see what happens with this. I I will uh, give them the benefit of the doubt until we get to see the full album in October. Yeah, I'm looking looking forward to hearing the whole thing. Uh, in the meantime, here's new music from Hootie Gurus. This is World of Pain.
1: Big night ends with a fud. Kicked.
2: I like this a lot.
3: It's like they never left. Yes. It's like they never left.
2: Trademark sound. Exactly yeah. like the Huda Gurus have always sounded. And, and I'm okay
3: with that. So Yeah, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because I know when we talk about, you know, anything new from our favorite artists, what we really, really want is to <laughs> have say? a sound that connects. Yeah. Right? This connects. And the voice is there and
2: but it's not just the voice, like the way they sound. The, the whole business. The big thumping drums, the st- strong guitar riffs, uh, really um, distinct vocals. It uh, This song will be on a new album. I think it's still untitled to be released sometime in the second half of 2021. Uh, meanwhile, I just posted this today. The Gurus have announced their U.S. tour to mark really? the 40th anniversary. They are right now. I believe they're currently touring Australia with the Dandy Warhols, which I think, by the way, is a fantastic double bill. Because Australia is pretty open right now. I think, as far as concert goes, I think they had the COVID thing under control from the start. So their their life is far more normal than ours is. A U.S. tour has been announced for 2022, and it's it's a pretty extensive tour for a band like them these days. I mean, it's not they're not hitting every state. They're not coming to Florida. So I'll go see them in New York. I'm going to bet they're going to play someplace in L.A. Yeah. They're playing Webster That's Hall in New York City. So I have to look that up. In May. Oh, so, nice. So Future Wife. Obligatory mention for those who um, I hear are keeping track of the number of references I make to her. <laughs> future Wife. Uh she might, be, she might be conned into going to see that show on May 1st. By the way, there was a, there was a Facebook group that posed a question this week asking – What's an album you listened to f- from the first song to the last song without skipping a tune? And my answer was Hoodoo Guru's uh, Mars Needs Guitars from 1985. Nice. So I, I do want to
3: say, or I want to ask you one other question. Where do you think this fits in the history of
2: songs about hangovers? <laughs> <laughs> well, now you I, just you just uh, spilled the beans on my the name of my uh, new autobiography, but... Uh thinking you know what better topic to hit on right after
3: coming out of a pandemic than hangovers i don't know about you but around the williams house the liquor bill got a little crazier for a while we had to kind of put a cap on it literally uh, but <laughs> i heard this and i'm like i'm putting that on my list of songs about about hangovers i, th- yeah. I think my favorite is um here comes regular by the replacements okay
2: huh.
3: i like the album cut the squeezes i won't ever go drinking again oh that's good Featured the line, "How can I smell like a flower when I feel like a weed in the rain?"
2: <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> you're painting a nice picture. Don't, don't you're setting oh, the stage. It was great. It was great. <laughs> it. Hoodoo growers are fun. Go, go if you if you're not familiar with them. And I guess I I wouldn't be shocked if you're not. Go and. Go to Spotify and look up Mars Needs Guitars by Hoodoo Gurus, 1985, 1985, just right in the sweet spot of the 80s, and listen to that one start to finish. I think I think you'll really, really like it. Another band who has put out an album that has a lot of great cuts on it is Cheap Trick. Now, this album came out a little while ago, but we're just now getting around to talking about it. The album is called In Another World, and this song, ah, maybe about the whole hang everything again, is called... Quit Waking Me Up. What do
1: you
3: think, Brad? I like this. I like this a lot. I feel almost like we've unearthed a vintage Cheap Trick album.
2: Yeah. Feels like circa 1975. Yeah, I mean,
3: again, I'm not against growth. Personal growth is a good thing. Bands, it's okay if you stay where you are if we like you. Uh, (laughs) You know, this is one where the other two we've listened to, we just have a single. And this, we have the whole album because it came out in April. And there's, I I listened to that track, um, In Another World, The Summer Looks Good On You is like the ultimate coming out of the pandemic, you know, song. Like, I think honestly, this summer is going to be crazy. Uh-huh. Because people are just like, you know, it's like that, do you remember the scene in Bull Durham where they do the, the helicopter and the money drop and the, the little leaguers are standing on the third baseline waiting to go like the whole nation is on the third baseline ready to chase out there after that money. Like, we're just like, let me go. I just, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the beach and I'm going to do the mountains and I'm going to camp and I'm going to drink some beers outside and it's going to be great. God, yeah, you got to be all excited
2: now. I don't know what to say. See, I'm telling you, it's going to be a good summer, dude. It's going to be the summer of having a damn good time. <laughs> here's here's what I like about this stuff. This you, we talk about bands like you know. Okay, so maybe they're not moving forward. Maybe they're moving back. But what they're doing is they're moving back and they're kind of honoring their influences. So if if you hear the song and you're thinking Beatles meets the Beach Boys, well, there you go. That's what they were doing. Robin Zander in particular adores the Beatles and Cheap Trick, I believe in almost every set list nowadays, has at least one or two Beatles songs in there. Oh, wait, wait, you found a musician who likes the Beatles? <laughs> no, no. but No, you know what I mean. But like <laughs> yes, unabashedly so. Not just like, oh, well, I mean, everyone likes the Beatles, but I mean, you know what I'm talking eh. about. But anyway, it's it's a good album. It's solid all the way through. I think it's one of those again, go to um Spotify and check it out. It's it is something to see. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> As he grabs his Gatorade to take a long big swig. Mm. I thought about stepping in to help introduce
3: this one, but Steve's doing so well. Let's go go for the cycle You sure Spurs, you sure? Sure, don't want to? No, no, you take it,
2: my friend. <laughs> D Snyder is here because he's got a rock again. Well, stop. Did I drop that in a car? i can't
3: (sighs) i kind of i kind of wanted to summon the council of heavy metal elders to see what they thought about this but i'm gonna give you my opinion instead for once it just it's fine i don't know gosh that sounds awful I liked it better than I thought I would. This is not my genre. Like, look, let's not be let's not kid ourselves. I don't, yeah. I don't own any D. Snyder albums, I, but at the same time, again, when I'm listening to this and I can kind of pay attention to it, I'm like, a these guys can f-ing play. The guitarist, like, they're hitting their spots. The drummer, it's it's a lot, but it's not too much. So there's a lot going on there that I'm like, okay, I, I can respect that. It seems it's almost like D. Snyder's singing a. Song about an older version of himself. Not I. I don't know there's something that's just not. It's a little too literal. Yeah, and the video. Then I watched the video, and the video kind of tipped me over the edge. I'm like, Why is the guy chained to a chair? <laughs> and why, when he breaks out, what well, he breaks the chains. Ooh, that's a rock metaphor. Does he then proceed to smash up the box that's showing him the heavy metal? he's got a rock, but he doesn't want to rock to that, so he smashes the TV. And where did they get a tube TV anyway? And it's got a DVD player built in. What the hell? <laughs> so many questions.
2: I, uh, yeah, I just um, it's okay. <clears throat> I, I, I know that just sounds awful. Here's the thing. I I like D. Snyder. I when he was the host of the '80s cruise. I guess it was three years, years ago. Three years ago now. Three years ago now. <laughs> at that time, I believe Netflix had a documentary called "We Are Twisted Effin' Sister." Yeah, which, which I watched, and it made you adore Twisted Sister and really, really respect D. Snyder. Mm-hmm. And I went on that cruise, fired up to see him, and that he was hosting. I just thought this is this is a, an interesting guy who's who's ha- had a lot of great success. Not maybe had great success, but has put great effort into his career. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was the commencement speaker at our cruise graduation, yeah. dude.
3: <laughs> that was awesome.
2: And then I remember I missed his entire set because that was the day that I lost my voice. He played the last night of the cruise, and I had I could barely breathe at that point. That's right. I forgot about that. So I, I missed it. I, I, heard, I heard he was good, but and in 2018, he had an album called For the Love of Metal. And we reviewed it on the podcast, and we liked it. But there's just something about this that just seems, I don't know. I think the best way for me to put it is I like D. Snyder
3: better than I like D. Snyder's music. Yes, like I love who he is. Even go back to remember the eighties. Go back to the eighties when he <laughs> appeared before Congress. Yes, right, and that's it's so
2: good. wearing like a, a beat up T-shirt and yeah. and jeans. Yeah. Be- and, and you know black why? Jeans because he didn't have a suit. <laughs> well, why would he have a suit? I know. I'm just saying, you know, he, it wasn't like he was the an AR he man. He wasn't trying to make an impression. He was just, I, this is what I have. Like, this is what this is yeah. in my wardrobe. He, at that point, Twisted Sister wasn't really raking it in yet. Yeah. Now, that band has had one of the most difficult histories. They've been around for forever before they finally became MTV darlings. The album comes out soon. I imagine I will probably listen to it on uh, at least on streaming, and you know, maybe buy it. And I wish him nothing but the best. I hope I hope this is just a small taste of a a larger meal. I don't know why I'm going with yeah. metaphors now. No. <laughs> I'm and, and just I hope, hungry. I, I don't want people to think that I'm bagging on the music
3: and bagging on him. I, I liked it in as much as I think I could or can. It's just not – right. you know, just because it's not my cup of tea doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah.
2: Well, there's going to be other musicians from the 80s who are going to have new music soon. I think – I read that Night Ranger has a new album that's coming out this fall. Oh yeah! I think Tiffany said she has a new album coming out this fall that's punk influenced. Which, what? That's what it says. Okay, I'm I'm on board. I'm I'm interested. She's been curious. I follow her on Instagram, and she's been taking a lot of photos from like the beaches in Florida and stuff like that. So I'm kind of wondering if she's spending stalking you. No, well, (laughs) that would be great. No, I um. I wonder if she's spending more time down here, if she lives down here. It's not the sort of thing I'm sure she probably advertises, but I know that she's got, I think she's on tour either right now or soon, and I think it ends with like six straight dates in Florida, which leads me to believe she's probably living here now. Yeah, you would think. Um, One
3: other new artist uh, or new song from an old artist, Jerry Casale of Devo has a new single out, which... I did not get into the notes in time for us to talk about this time, but you could look that up and check it out if you're if you're into that sort of thing, you'll probably like it if you're not into that sort of thing, you'll probably be like me with the d Snyder
2: song. <laughs> if you didn't have a D Snyder song to listen to right now, what would you want to listen to brad uh, the seggies ah, uh, the mystical refrain of. Is it Mr. Warframe?
3: It can be whatever you want, Steve. We are the music makers,
2: and we are the dreamers of dreams. Ah, the melodious notes of Listener Mailbag. Melodious notes? Is that a thing, Brad? It is now. I never really took any music theory growing up. No? At one point, I could read music, but I can't anymore.
3: um, Any notes could be melodious. Melodious is just a, you know, that's an opinion thing,
2: right? (laughs) It's just like an opinion, (laughs) man. Uh, anyway, we've got a couple of uh, nice notes congratulating us on our 600th episode. Somebody also noted that at our current pace of doing shows about every week that we'll have like a, one right. of these significant milestones every two years now, which I guess. Yeah, I'm baby. To, 700, here we come. That's why we didn't really do anything t- too super special for 600 because we we're just kind of like – I think we've kind of done it all at this point unless uh,
3: – We're just a couple <laughs> old jaded podcasters. <laughs> yeah.
2: Whatever. I guess I guess we could have tried to find like some really interesting interview, but um, I like it when it's just us talking. And you know, the interviews are nice every once in a while. But and and there's some really cool people I hope to talk to before the year's over. But in the meantime, I'm more than happy to um do these Zoom calls with you. Have you show me your nipples? And uh, (laughs) you want the left one now or the right one? The left. Well, was that the right one before? There you go. There it is. Thank you. You really did it, folks. (laughs) I wouldn't lie to you. Not about something important like that. No, I would lie to you about these uh, emails. Jason, you don't lie to me. You lie to girls. Anyway, the first one is from Lynn with three N's in Nebraska. And it's a long one, and I'm winded, so I'm going to let Brad read this one.
3: Okay, here we go, Mr. Spearsy.
2: Lynn writes Hi, Stephen Brad.
3: My history with Stuck in the 80s is probably about four years now. In fact, in regards to the world of podcasting, Stuck in the 80s is my first exposure. You never forget your first. Hey, Lynn, as an aside, also the first podcast I ever listened to. Oh, wow. Weird. So meta. Anyway, he continues. On a rather late and lackluster night doing some administrative work at my office, I found myself looking for something to listen to which contained some content about 80s music and culture. And he came across us. Fortunately, Stuck in the 80s popped up on the search engine's first page. Yeah, you know, search engine optimization, dude. Okay, I, I promise to quit editorializing every sentence. After reading the description of the featured episode, somewhere around episode 270, I thought, this sounds pretty cool. Little did I know that I was about to be treated to an informative and entertaining look back at some aspect of life and culture during my formative years. When that episode ended, I remember having two basic reflections. First, I knew I had found my tribe online. Second, I knew I was going to have to go back to the beginning and catch up to the point where I had jumped in while still keeping current with the new episodes. I guess you could say I've always been a bit of a completist when it comes to things I really like. And so I backed up to episode one and binge-listened to every episode, averaging two or so per day until I got <sighs> caught up. Why? Damn. Lynn. <laughs> no. That is you know incorrect. Therapy is an answer if there's that much <laughs> self-loathing in your life.
2: I, I, I wouldn't – you couldn't – I mean, I don't mean to be a jerk or anything.
3: <laughs> and yet.
2: I, I wouldn't go back. I mean, knowing what I know about the first 100 episodes, I wouldn't go back and listen to those again if you paid me. I mean, certainly not the first 50. We didn't know what we Man. were doing. Anyway, go <laughs> ahead. I'm sorry. It's, that's, that's okay. I'm, I'm being a jerk to me, not to Lynn. Okay. He continues.
3: That kind of rapid-fire, pause, fast-forward, rewind, full baptism into stuck in the 80s history and culture was splendid overindulgence into the auditory buffet that I had missed out on but was determined to get current on as soon as possible. Kind of like an eating contest, but without the calories. It was a wild ride with Captain Steve Spears and a wide variety of co-pilots leading the charge with his friendly yet sardonic wit. Nearly every episode took me back to some sentimental vestige of my youth, reminding me of the great era during which I came of age. I enjoyed the deep dives and ranking lists, interviews into subjects, people, and events that were formative to who I am today. There were also a few times when you covered a topic that I knew virtually nothing about. Those are the shows where I really went back to school.
0: Now let me get this straight, Mr. Mellon. You wish to enter this widely esteemed
3: Grand Lakes University of
0: ours as a freshman?
3: That's right, Dean Martin. It was a really big check. Having stuck in the '80s playing has got me through more than a few otherwise less than exciting sessions of commuting, folding laundry, completing medical records, and shaving in the morning, just to name a few.
2: (laughs) Should should I stop here? No, no, no. Nothing sharp. Nothing Nothing sharp in your hand. Nothing sharp in your hand.
3: Good lord. Anyway, I'm glad you're still alive, Lynn. You always find a way to keep it fresh, even on the occasion when part of the show involves reheating and serving up leftovers. Mmm, leftovers. The permanent edition of one Brad Williams' co-host added a level of consistency, research, and reflection that makes the interplay between the two of you one of my favorite aspects of the show. Steve Spears and Brad in L.A. are right up there with the best duos like Batman and Robin, Eeyore and Pooh, wait a minute, (laughs) Tango and Cash, Gas and Sip, you get the idea, and I'm always waiting to laugh when I hear what strained non sequitur will transition the show from the main content to the seggies. It's usually so bad it's hilarious. I'd like to say I think we delivered this episode, Lynn. So, in closing, I wanted to say that I will continue to listen faithfully to each episode as I anticipate its drop on Sundays, and I will continue to share it far and wide. Thanks, Steve, for sharing a meal with me in Orlando a few years back. I hope I get to do the same with you, Brad, someday as well. You do realize, of course, that at this torrid rate of 50 plus episodes per year, you'll be having a century celebration approximately every two years. This is a good thing, as good things in life should make a stop, reflect, and give mad props to those who are doing the good. Nice job, fellas. I'm hopelessly stuck on the show and in the 80s. Lynn with three N's from Nebraska.
2: Wow, that's wow. nice.
3: Dude, thank you. That's a lot of
2: words. I think I read most of them. <laughs> You know, it's I kind of know, blacked out in the middle there for a while. You, Lynn makes the point of saying it was his first podcast, and you said it was your first podcast. I had never heard a podcast before I recorded this podcast.
3: Did you ever start listening to them, or was it just like now I'm doing one?
2: I just started doing one. I we had no idea what we were doing. It was 16 years ago. They they were just getting started. I, <laughs> well, I don't even know that ago. I would have known how to find one back then. I think it was, gosh, man, it was a couple years. No, no, I think I started listening to Adam Curry's podcast. Okay. And then I became more of a regular of some other podcasts, but no, I mean, yeah. for the longest time, I, I, it's just been. It's kind of like how when we do trivia on the on the ship, I, I'd never been to an online to a trivia session before we started hosting them. So I, I don't know if we're doing it right or not.
3: Well, they keep asking us back, so <laughs> either it's
2: okay or it's so bad it's good. <laughs> yeah, Take either way, pick. works for me. Uh, we got one final letter. This one is an audio one from our our old friend Chase Squires who. Some of the shows he was on in the first – I think he was on shows in the first year. and Some of those are some of the best ones we ever did. If you want to go back and find the Miami Vice show we did, that was the final show he did before he left uh, the St. Pete Times. And for the longest time, that was my one of my favorite episodes. So uh, here's Chase Squires.
1: Hey, hey. This is Chase in Ecuador. Congrats, my friends, on show number 600. I'd like to say I'm one of a handful of fans who have been there since episode number one. More important, I'd like to say I'm still here at number 600. Thanks to Stuck in the 80s, not only have I relived some of the great days from my past, I've also made some great friends I still have today. Through SIT 80s, I've made a friend in Portugal. Hey, Miguel. I've had drinks in Denver with the much famous Carol Jansen. I enjoy regular phone calls with Timmy Rex and PA. And I follow the adventures of Miss Riss in Kankakee. It's been a great ride. And you, as podcasters, have been along with me as I listened on a train ride across Spain, plane rides across South America, and recently a bus ride across the Andes Mountains into the Amazon. What a great time. By the way, do you know that we listeners have a pool going? How many consecutive shows will Steve use the words, future wife? So far, if you had the under at 14, you're out. Big smile, and best of luck, Steve. Looking forward to episode number 1200. Thanks, guys.
3: Ah, thanks, Chase. Hey, Chase, by the way, I got my hair cut but not because some <laughs> drunken Ecuadorian dude told me to.
2: <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, my God.
3: That was on one of our Zoom
2: happy hours, right?
3: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was yeah. so funny because the whole Zoom call, like you could see the realization spreading. Like Chase is funny usually, but today there's something different. You could see people's faces as they realize, Chase is hammered. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the last time I saw him in person was in Las Vegas. and. He just melted into the sand at one point. Oh my gosh. That was a long time ago. Oh yeah. I haven't seen him in ten I years. Twelve 10 years. He was out west for the longest time. I never got a chance to go out and see him in Colorado, and then he moved to Ecuador. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. Nice to uh, hear from you, Chase. <laughs> As always, we uh we love your emails. Just send them to podcast at SIT eighties dot com. Hey, it's time for a new segment. I want my mystery TV theme song. Hmm. Lovely. This is the hardest seggy for us to do because, as we, as everyone knows by now, because we bitch about it every week, Brad and I didn't watch a lot of TV in the 80s. Luckily, we have
3: access to the internet, so <laughs> we can usually find something.
2: I'm telling you right now, though, if, there was, if we did a seggy on theme shows from the 70s, we would kill at it. Oh, gosh. It was a different <laughs> time. We were yeah. parked on the couch watching syndicated programming. Oh, all the time. So... Sleeping in the Sea Monsters, Hong Kong Fui.
3: Yesterday morning, since all the European soccer leagues have wrapped up, I actually put on some uh, Looney Tunes to watch. Oh, nice. Oh, I had breakfast, yeah.
2: Roadrunner. Uh, Gotta love it. Yeah. Anyway, pay attention. From episode 598, here was the mystery TV theme song. Yep, that's the theme from ALF. This is my dad's favorite TV show in the '80s. Oh, nice! So I had no idea. I was just home last night in Clearwater for a family dinner, and the night always ends with me and my mom watching a movie, and you know we'll talk about dad. And sure, I think I don't I don't remember if Alf came up or not, but we we definitely talked a lot about uh, you know things he loved and liked, and and I never could understand his attachment to Alf, but he had it so and. I think at that point I was too busy trying to be an adult to, to want to watch a puppet, but sure. God bless it. <laughs> Alpha is the, the gift that keeps on giving. We had a lot of winners. Brad, why do Steve, nothing would please me more.
3: Winners this week include Alejandro Sticks, Cardoso Solis from Tijuana, Mexico, Todd in Minnesota, Alan Titus, Brock in North Dakota, Christian in Duluth, John in LA center, Kentucky, Mike. Let me just pause for a moment here. I love it when we get people who just like, <laughs> and my name is Mike. Mike needs a nickname. Thank you, Mike, for sending in the correct answer. No, just be <laughs> Mike. You, don't, you know, just Mike. Mike, it's great. I love it. I'll now continue reading the w- winners. David De La Dirt, Gene in Hollister, not the store of the town, Peter Ryan, Matt D in Oregon, Brian in San Francisco, and Shan Nichols, who writes, I will not apologize for liking this absolutely dumb show. <laughs> nor should you, Shan. Nor should you. I I really bristle a little bit when people talk, and I know I do this too sometimes. So I guess I bristle it myself when people talk about guilty pleasures. Don't be guilt. Don't feel guilty about finding pleasure in something. I mean, unless it's like illegal or you know, <laughs> immoral and gross. But I, like, no, if it's a TV show and you like it, you shouldn't apologize. Like, I don't apologize for loving Devo.
2: Come on. I try to think what my biggest. If I had to like. Sorry, I'm a little. I uh, gotta learn not to talk about my dad so much on the show. Uh, we were also talking about movies that make you cry. And so that always brings up Field of Dreams, and that just makes mm. things worse. So, uh, um, I, when I was home yesterday, my mom likes to watch this show about veterinarians. like, uh, And it, it'll be on. Twenty four seven when I'm home. If I oh my gosh! If I don't yeah. stop it, like and, maybe
3: we could watch something more entertaining, like the nightly
2: news. I don't know. I was home and she, it was on, and of course, it's it's either them removing a giant sized tumor the size of a melon from a monkey, or it's a scene where it's like, well, we should probably check the temperature on this on this patient once more, and so it's like a close up of them sticking a thermometer up an animal's butt. You see the animal getting its... Temperature taken like twenty times per episode. So, so at one point yesterday when I was home, I grabbed the remote and I changed it to Hogan's Heroes, and that was my guilty pleasure for the rest of the day. Hogan. Nothing about comedies like about Nazis can cheer you up after you watch uh, glass thermometer shoved up a monkey's ass. Anyway, spin the wheel. Let's find out who gets a postal friendly bottle opener this week. Okay, it's been a while, but you know I've been working out. Here we go. Arrgh! Didn't you famously not insert the uh, spinning wheel sound in the last show? Yeah, two shows ago, I kind of forgot. It 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 happens.
3: It was was a weird, not weird, it was a little different from our usual approach, because I edited the whole show, and then Steve did the whole last one, so it just fell between the cracks. I knew I needed to do it, and then when I got to that point in the show, I forgot. And it was like, while I was listening to the finished, released show three days later, about Uh halfway through the episode, I realized, I don't think I put the spinning wheel in. Maybe, <laughs> nobody, nobody did. Commented.
2: Nobody said anything.
3: Poor we Jen.
2: <laughs> <And it's, laughs> Jen spun the mystery invisible wheel. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, Jen. Anyway, yeah, it looks like it's going to land on Mike. <laughs> okay, Mike. You have to send us your postal address now, so we'll have to know your last name at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, send, it, send it to us at uh, podcast.sats.com. In the meantime... Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery TV theme song. If you know it, email us at podcast@sat.com and tune in a few weeks to find out if you are a wiener. We'll be right back after this commercial break.
3: Oh, some, some, summertime, serving up summertime, some, some, summertime, serving up summertime, some, some, summertime, serving up summertime, serving up summertime at McDonald's. Awesome.
1: We're serving up a red rock tomato sun with the sizzle on We see fun. Some summertime. Serving up a fast time, good time, sunning on the coast. Soaking up some fun.
2: Some, some, summertime. Serving some summertime. Serving up summertime. summertime.
1: Some, some, summertime. Serving up summertime. Some, some, summertime. Serving up summertime. Diving in, cooling off, pouring some, it on. Summertime. Serving up some, some, summertime. Some, some, summertime.
2: Back. We've got a few minutes left. It's been kind of a weird show. We're kind of kind of getting our sea legs back. So let's play an edition of What's Your 80s Obsession? Brad, what's your 80s obsession?
3: Well, Steve, while I was on my various travels around the country, I read a book. Remember them?
2: (laughs) No. Yeah.
3: Like actual paper and stuff. I read Jeffrey Lee Campbell's memoir, which is titled Do Stand So Close to Me? Oh, nice. And you're like, who the heck is Jeffrey Leah Campbell? He was, uh, well, he is. He is a guitar player who was tapped to play on Sting's Nothing Like the Sun tour. And this is his memoir of that tour. Oh, cool. Yeah. You finished the whole
2: book that fast? I,
3: di- I did. It's uh, Yeah, it's kind of a beach read of a book. I mean, it's not going to change your life or anything, but, uh, you know, it's a, got some good stories of rock and roll excess. Definitely has some funny stories about things that happened, you know, conversations he had with Sting or You know, stuff that happened when he was playing tennis with Sting and Trudy and things like that. It's fun. (laughs) But as soon as I finished it, I gave my copy to my son. I'm like, here, I think you'll enjoy this. I don't need it in my house. Jeez. (laughs) But it was fun. If you're looking for something to read on vacation, take a look. Uh, I'm sure you can pick that up on Amazon for a low, low price.
2: Yeah, I'll be reading uh, Annie Zaleski's uh, Duran Duran book for the next couple of weeks until she – hopefully. I'm going to keep reading it and keep saying her name until she agrees to be on the show. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, my other uh, – it, it's kind of a belated 80s obsession. Brad turned me on to that TV show Ted Lasso on Apple TV.
3: Yeah, I did.
2: Which had the one season and now the second season starts soon. It has That has nothing to do with the 80s really. I mean there's some 80s references on it. But – The actor? <laughs> The network Apple TV Plus has some other content that I, I just I, – I didn't I haven't upgraded my phone in like 10 years. Yeah. So, when I finally got a new phone, I finally got the year subscription to Apple TV Plus. And I found this other show called For All Mankind. Brad, are you watching that yet or not really? I have not. I need you to tell
3: me about it so I can make a decision.
2: Okay. <laughs> so, I, I'm kind of a sucker for anything about the space program. And it kind of starts off to feel like another version of the right stuff. Basically, okay. what it is, is it's, the, it, it's a drama series. I think it's about 10 episodes per season. And it starts off with the early days of Apollo, except for it changes one thing. The Russians get to the moon first. <gasps> and so, it's almost like it's, the timeline splinters. Interesting. What happens as a result is the whole NASA program changes as a result. Okay, so we didn't get there first. So now we need to have a base on the moon first. Okay. So now we need to find water on the moon. And so literally... Make oh, cheese on the moon. The The Russians also land a woman on the moon. So now we need women astronauts to get to the moon. So we're just as strong as they are. So now suddenly... Wow, interesting. There's women astronauts in Apollo. Okay, I'm in. What really becomes interesting then is there are little tiny other things that they start to change in the timeline. For example, Ted Kennedy... Chappaquiddick doesn't happen for him. He does buy that Volkswagen, <laughs> and he's elected president, <laughs> huh? In the mid '70s, and John Lennon gets shot at, but doesn't get killed. He survives the assassin's attempt. These are all like when they're when they're watching TV. You'll see these little offhanded mm-hmm. comments about, like for example, they're talking about, oh, so today's the day when Prince Charles marries uh, Camilla Bowles. Instead of Princess Diana, weird things starts huh. to happen over and over again, like little things. and And here's John Lennon still alive in the eighties and and talking about you know we need to have peace between the Russians and the Americans. So as you continue going, you still hear the music of the eighties. Those bands yeah. are still around. The movies that we we watched are still there. But these just these little random news events get changed. Okay, huh? Interesting. So as much as I'm sitting there, kind of interested by the storyline of. You know, how does this change NASA and how does this change the space program? I'm also looking for all those little Easter eggs.
3: Yeah. Interesting.
2: Okay. So Reagan does become president, but, you know, but this happens. But Bondale's his vice president. (laughs) Stuff like that. Oh, the ERA passes too. Oh. And becomes law. So just weird, random stuff. Little touches. That they kind of work in from time to time. If you're into that kind of thing, it's great. They just wrapped up its second season. Every season, they jump 10 years into the future. So for season oh, okay. three, they'll be in the 90s, and they'll be on Mars. Oh, so. wow.
3: I, I mean, when the, I see For All Mankind, and nobody is going to remember this, but there was a documentary in the late 80s called For All Mankind that is about the moon missions, the Apollo missions, and there's no voiceover. The only narration in the whole thing is the recorded voices of the astronauts from the missions. Yeah. Yeah. And the soundtrack is fantastic. It's uh, Brian Eno. It, it is my. You know how sometimes you like you get on a plane or something. And you're like I have to sleep now. I know if I don't sleep now, I'll really suffer when I get to the other end. And that album, that Brian Eno uh, Apollo Soundscapes, is my. I have to sleep now. Music. I put it on, and it's just like, it's oh like wow, a warm blanket. And just
2: <laughs> go sleep. Uh, anyway, I hope you appreciate our look at some of the newer. Uh, tunes from bands we used to love in the 80s. If you notice new music happening, email us, let us know. We'll try to do another show here before the year's out. If you disagree with what we said, just keep <laughs> it to yourself. I don't need to hear that. <laughs> no, seriously, email us. Yeah, we, we love you. here. To and thank you for all the well wishes. In the meantime, Brad and myself, for all mankind, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Oh! Crushed it! Yeah! Crushed
1: it!
3: stuck in the 80s is now on patreon if you'd like to support the show go to patreon.com stuck in the 80s podcast special thanks to check battery daily for our theme music and thanks for listening